0: Welcome everyone to the next episode of the light of life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi. And today I'm here with Marjorie. Marjorie, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh, thank you, Naomi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to a wonderful conversation. I live in New England, Massachusetts, and I'm the author of several books. And, I, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things today. I'm looking forward to that. So I'm author, and we'll talk about whatever you want to.
0: Okay, sounds good, Marjorie. So the first question I have for you is, um, what physical disability do you have? Sure.
1: Um, The disability that I have was caused by a brain tumor and it left me totally paralyzed on my right side. Uh, I have recovered I've recovered mobility, but when I'm out walking on trails and such, I use hiking poles for support. My balance is very poor. Um, There's a lot of other manifestations of the whole condition that I live with. Fatigue, um, lack of balance, seizures that are now basically controlled with medication and it's hard to quantify all it certainly changed my life
0: mm-hmm. so. Yeah so um, what challenges have you overcome with your physical disability?
1: Oh my goodness um, I had to I had two young children when all of this happened to me I was in my 30s and my children were were at home and young I had to figure out, how to financially support us. I was a single mother. Uh, So um, how do we keep a roof over our heads? How to feed us? And and I got a lot of support with that family and friends. I was unable to drive for seven years because the seizures were not controlled easily. So all of that, learning how to get transportation in a place that had no taxis or or other place to get help, except for friends, family, church, and such. Um, I, Because of how ill I became, I wasn't able to keep doing the work that I'd been doing, which was uh, cleaning houses and as a performing storyteller. So I had to figure out what else to do. Um, because I really wasn't able to do much else, I turned to writing. And that began to open all sorts of doors that we'll probably talk about today. Does that give you an answer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. So um, what works of writing have you written in your life?
1: Uh, I started out by writing just simple emails to family and friends. I was not a confident writer, but this was way back where A lot of people aren't going to remember when email was very new and getting one or two in a day was really exciting. Not like now, but um, to get people to write me, I was very isolated at home. Uh, I would write these little stories of my children and their antics with the neighbors. I also started writing meditations about what I was Going through in this drastic life change, just just sort of trying to work through, how do you learn to live with a, a changed life? So I started with those, uh, began writing for newspaper, local newspaper, which I did for about twenty years, uh, and then other magazine articles, but then I learned about. Uh, the world of personal history, which is helping people, individuals and families write their life story. So the first books that I wrote were actually other people's books that I helped them create, interviewing them, uh, trans- transcribing, and then transforming it into readable narrative. So that's how I learned how to pu- self-publish books And then a whole other series of circumstances took me into the direction of walking books, which is the irony that I was unable to walk. And Mm. then I started writing books that help people specifically with mobility issues, but also just families with children in strollers, grandparents, people who are older, lots of different ways of, of having struggles to get outdoors. And, and that has become a, a series of trail guides
0: mm-hmm. yeah so like what you uh, mentioned earlier um, like with transportation mobility and access for everyone who has a physical disability is difficult to accommodate you know <clears throat> you only see so many places that have elevators in addition to stairs wheelchair ramps etc um, do you think there's like more we like as a community of people with disabilities can do to create more inclusive ways of transportation?
1: Absolutely, Uh, transportation and even access. Um, Things have come a long way. Even in my little community, we now have a senior center bus that will take people from their homes shopping. Uh, You basically just need to call and set up an appointment. Uh, Those were, there was a taxi service, but I basically had to call it a week or two ahead. So things like a doctor ear infection or some such, I had to just spread the net to people I knew and ask for help. So those things have really improved a lot, even in more rural areas, more rural than where I am. I can't really speak to. Um, I'm about midway between Boston and Providence, Rhode Island. So kind of in a border area, but it's still settled enough that there are quite a few people, which makes transportation easier. I'm working right now. I'm a member of the Historical Commission in town. And the Historical Museum does have a handicapped ramp, but the main entrance only has railings the last three or four stairs. I can't use the main entrance, but that's where the alarm is and where the lights are. And so using the handicapped entrance, I can't be the, per- I I can, but it's very difficult to be the person that opens up the museum at night. It's dark and there's no lights that I can reach without moving around. We're working on getting some electric um, accommodations over by the handicapped door and also a different way of alarming the building and getting rails down to street level on the main entrance. Those are all things I brought up and they're all things that people aren't aware until they need it. I I understand that, but it's still up to me and others to help make people aware and point out solutions.
0: Yeah, um, I was like thinking about like mentioning like I think it's like not just up to us, it will take um, everyone to really push forward to provide more inclusivity and acceptance for those who have disabilities. And do you think we will benefit from people who do not have a disability to make a change for us?
1: Absolutely, just because you make access for those with mobility dis, um, challenges, other people without those benefit as well. Do you have lots of luggage at the airport? You need an elevator. Can you even find signs for where those elevators are? Uh, It's hard to carry luggage on escalators. Uh, You have a child in a stroller. How are you going to get that child where you need to go when there are only steps as opposed to a smooth ramp? It's, I, that's where I, I say my books are targeted for not just people with mobility issues. It might even just be that someone is recently injured. So they're very caught in a sudden change that probably isn't going to be permanent, but while they're in that change, they will benefit from um, structures that have been built specifically for people with mobility. It, it, it doesn't re, it doesn't restrict access to anyone. It opens the possibilities for people in lots of situations. The other thing is that we all have adaptive environment. If you have steps leading up to your house, you don't have to climb a ladder to get there. You don't have to have a lift to get you up into your house. Uh, we take those, standard things for granted. We have cars. We don't just walk places. Mm -hmm. Those help us get longer distances. We take those for granted. But they're all around us that have provided access for most people. And we don't understand that these other requests for access are just on the continuum of access for everyone.
0: Yeah, that's those are all really good points. those are all really really important. Thank you. yeah is there anything else you would like to share?
1: Um, <clears throat> excuse me i'm are are we almost done? Or are we going to or, or do you have other questions
0: um so that was the last question I had, but I wanted to ask if there was anything else you wanted to share. <laughs>
1: Of course. Um, One of the things that I have found for myself and for others is whenever we're facing change of any sort, even if it's positive change, it can be really difficult because those changes influence our habits, influence our comfort level, influence um, how we look at life. And so... There's, it's helpful to be able to not just embrace those sudden or progressive changes, but also to forgive ourselves when it doesn't feel comfortable, when it doesn't feel easy, when it feels scary. All of those feelings are tied up in change, positive or negative. And just because a change is positive doesn't mean it's easy. It still requires energy. Some of us don't have a lot of energy. One of the things I'm aware of within my own home is if we move furniture or anything changes, remodeling a space, suddenly the uh, the patterns that I have for walking have gotten altered and I have to up my game as it were, put more energy into simply getting myself from one side of the the room to another. Uh, We we take for granted the amount of energy we use until something changes. And when that changes, especially in our physical environment, it requires more effort. I, I kind of compare it to, A person who is blind needs furniture to stay the same so that they are constantly reaching out, testing every single step. Not to compare myself with being blind, but that same um, attention to detail is required for me to move about safely. And when things change, it takes more energy and I grow more tired. And I can get cranky Mm. about it because it requires more attention than I typically need to make in very familiar circumstances. Being in unfamiliar circumstances always requires more attention. Travel requires a lot more attention with all the uncertainties that go into it. So that's, those are some of my... My thoughts. Um, my the book. My my latest book. My memoir really talks a lot about strategies for change, making peace with a changed life, um, ways of finding joy, even in the midst of a changed life. So that's my my liturgy of easy walks. That's the book that I've recently come out with. My hope is we'll offer some tools for those facing big or small changes. Uh, tools to get through and get to another side of wherever you are standing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing um, all that information. Um, and I would just like to say this topic, I think, was so, so important to bring awareness to um, and, um, I've, like, had my own personal experience. I used to be physically disabled due to a heart condition. I didn't have a lot of energy. I couldn't walk. I had to be in a wheelchair, um, but, um, since I, I was able to have another heart surgery, and then, um, my energy levels have changed, and now, um, I'm able to walk and run and do all those things that I couldn't do before, and so I, this was I, I haven't brought awareness to physical disabilities yet on my podcast, this was so, so important. And thank you so much for sharing your story and um, bringing well, awareness. Even sharing your own <laughs> makes me feel
1: like whether a, a disability is permanent or not, you don't always know, yeah. but <laughs> when you've gone through an experience like what you're describing, your perspective changes you see things that you didn't notice before and for good or bad painful experience or not that change in perspective can help other people and it is important to share it and and it it redeems some of the pain and some of the struggle by being able to offer that in a a way that um, benefit others yeah Thank you so much and thank you for for bringing up where you're coming from I think that helps people too because a lot of times hosts don't they they're the interviewer mm-hmm. and so they don't always reveal much about themselves but you sharing that gives us a whole other place to relate to
0: yeah, um, I created this podcast to bring awareness to chronic illnesses and physical disabilities. And I think it's really, really important. This was really the first like physical disability episode I'm doing, so thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm really grateful and look forward to sharing our conversation
0: when it's up and, and running. Thank you so much, Marjorie. Thank
1: you all this. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And thank you for the work you do. It's a lot of work to mm-hmm. put on a podcast. It really is. Mm-hmm.